0: Hello and welcome. You are listening to Living La Viva Voce. My name is Adam.
1: My name is Meg.
0: And this week we are talking about the word
1: Corriban. Exactly.
0: Exciting. Uh, before we begin, what have you been drinking today?
1: I have been drinking a gin and vodka fizz.
0: That sounds absolutely horrible. Wow, that's <laughs> two. That's two spirits in, in one glass. I I have not had, I've not had that misfortune with I, a
1: splash of lime.
0: Wow, I've been drinking. I've been I've been drinking something I'm really excited about.
1: Oh, what have you been drinking? I've
0: been okay. So, um, recently in my area. I should say our area, because yeah. he- you're here at the moment.
1: I'm here in England for the summer.
0: Uh, recently in my area, a, a new distillery has opened up. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say in my area, I mean like two minutes away, three minutes away. I, mean, so I could drive there right now. and Well, I couldn't because I'm very drunk, but I could drive there <laughs>
1: Yes, now we're good boys there, and girls.
0: Be there in two or three minutes. Uh, it's called Real English uh, Real English Distilleries, Red. Yep. Um, they do a great vodka. Which I'm I've, I've I've had, I've got a bottle of it. It's a little bit pricey. I don't I mean it's it's not pricey for vodka, right? It's a little It's bit also
1: not pricey for like kind good of vodka. Good and like small town like, like, yeah. like you know. Yeah,
0: exactly. Craft. Right. You know, you're not you're not breaking the bank on this one, but you know, this isn't your like twelve quid stylus night, right? Exactly. This isn't your like this isn't your Russian standard, you know. Um but it's smooth. Uh it's probably not a shot vodka. It was. It was all right as a shot. We vodka. tried
1: it as a shot. It, it was. It was all right. Yeah. It wasn't
0: bad, right? It wasn't like, oh my god, I'm going to keel over, right? Like it was all like,
1: right, but mixed with an orange juice.
0: Mixed with an orange juice, I think it is possibly the best mixing vodka I've ever had because very tasty. you do get that little kick of alcohol when you're drinking with it. But, and this is the key thing here, it's very refreshing and i like that i i've not had a vodka quite like it before and i'm i'm very excited by that so go and check them out this yeah. isn't a paid promotion no this by is, by no this,
1: means they're very friendly people they are
0: very friendly people that they, they were actually very because they live because I, I think one of their like owners or managers or something was kind enough to bring it over he came over he was, he was lovely um but yeah no it was a it was a great. It's a great vodka, and I'm. I was really excited to drink it, and I'm really excited to share it with you folks. And uh, yeah, now do you know if they make? Buzzed.
1: Do you know if they make anything else except vodka or uh,
0: vodka and gin? I okay, vodka yeah. and gin. I think I need to double check this. They've got one more thing on their website. It might be a whiskey. Okay, it might be a whiskey. Oh. Um, but the vodka was wonderful.
1: Yeah. All right, and with with that lovely uh, review and recommendation of. Uh, vodka in the lippic area (laughs) i'm gonna carry on with uh my talk and i have my script here and we are still recording from one mic because it's been a busy week and we are trying to figure out the audio setup when we're together in person and stuff like that um we'll get it done eventually listeners just hold on tight if
0: there's any sound engineers out there hit hit
1: us up please do uh okay so don't don't peek I have all my stuff on paper as I normally do
0: I can't read your handwriting anyway
1: excellent okay so my title for the talk this week uh, on the word Corabon is Corabon versus moribond controversial canonicity in the Star Wars universe <laughs> I am gonna try my very very hardest listeners to not um, go crazy with the like kind of like nerdasm business just like how i spent a whole hour talking about poop uh that one week when we talked about environment mm-hmm. poop i'm gonna promise here uh maybe you can agree with me this will be like the only kind of big nerd episode in a while right like you know
0: oh is that is that what i'm being held to <laughs> yeah so i'm not maybe I'm not, for a
1: few episodes and then i'm we'll not come back to give to it. Like
0: a star trek thing next week
1: no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Okay, so the episode title is Corbon vs. Marbon uh, Controversial Canonicity in the Star Wars Universe. I am going to be asking these types of questions. First, I'm going to give our listeners, people who aren't either the biggest fan of Star Wars or who have no idea what it's all about, um, a little kind of intro on. Korriban, like that word itself, um, the kind of larger context. Um, then I'm going to talk about, uh, George Lucas, uh, which I think even if you aren't the biggest fan of Star Wars, you kind of know that name. Um, his kind of, uh, authoritative hold over the, uh, universe that he has created, uh, what it means to be, um, a story writer, um, and the kind of agency that you hold in a, uh, setting where the creator has such a strong hold over it um you know what it means to complete a story what it means to have something canonized and who really gets to decide these kinds of things that's the gist of what i'm going to be talking sure, about Sure. okay so i have two articles two main sources uh to kind of begin things off the first one is called uh star wars canon changed the sith Homeworld quote or um, open bracket because of George Lucas and bracket. This is written by James Hunt in uh, 2019 uh, on Screen Rant. And then the second article is called Star Wars Makes the Expanded Universe Sith Homeworld's Name Canon. This is written by Thomas Bacon, um, 2019 uh, Screen Rant as well. And then I have a a few um, comments and stuff from Reddit, but I will share that later on. Okay.
0: So these are really reliable (laughs) sources. Yeah, they're really reliable uh, sources. Screen -screen Rant, the the notoriously well-sourced and well-documented movie uh, site. The, the one that, that has so many ads on it that yeah. it's more ads than articles. Yeah.
1: Well, I wanted to give the names of the writers because, you know, I'm sure they worked hard on it or, you know, if anything, they got it published. So there you go. Okay. So, Korriban. Okay. So, you know, like, if, if you are a very big fan of Star Wars, you know exactly what we're talking about. If you're not, but you've maybe seen a few Star Wars films or you kind of are just... In the know of the cultural osmosis of what's been taking place in the last fifty years, I mean, maybe you've heard of um, planets like um, Tatooine. Maybe you've heard
0: of planets.
1: <laughs> maybe you've heard of like the Star Wars context. You know Han Solo. Lu- uh, you know Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader. Maybe you know what a Jedi is, which is kind of like a kind of. Good figure that can wield the force, um, and the kind of antagonistic counterpart, the Sith, which are you know bad folks uh, which can wield the force. I'm gonna kind of leave it at that. If you're if you're interested in Star Wars, this is not the podcast for you. Go go check out other podcasts. Go Ooh. watch the series. Go play the video games. All that kind of stuff. i right?
0: Promise so much.
1: I know, right? Okay, Corben. So, um. The way that I was introduced to Korriban is that it is one of the planets that you are forced to visit. (laughs) Forced against your will. Against your will. That is is one of the milestones in um, this video game uh, called Knights of the Old Republic. Um, This is, I believe, Adam, one of your favorite video games of all time.
0: Um, Ooh or like okay a video yeah i i think i think regardless of whether or not i'd call it my favorite video game of all time i would say that it is seminal and i'd say it was it was it's probably one of the most influential games of the 21st century
1: okay so i we played it when you came and visited me in toronto in the end of 2020 um kind of beginning of 2021 i had a really really good time i i hadn't played a video game like that um before and it was just Lovely. Okay, so Korriban is the Sith homeworld. So if you are familiar with figures like, you know, um, Palpatine or Darth Vader, Darth Maul, these kinds of like bad guys, ugly wielding the red uh, lightsaber, uh, that's a Sith. That's their kind of uh, homeworld. It's very desert like. Um, It's haunted with previous Sith spirits. There's a lot of ancient ruins and excavations. Um, In Knights of the Old Republic, there is this Sith Academy. Um, You don't need to know any of this, but this is kind of like the ambiance, right? The environment that you can expect. Okay, so the controversy of Korriban came out when there was a sudden name change. Okay, there was a sudden name change um, in the canon because... Entirely of George Lucas. Okay. Okay. So, um, are you familiar with Star Wars: The Clone Wars?
0: Yeah. Are, are we talking the the time period or the TV show? So we're talking the about movie? the animated
1: series. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Sure. So
0: I'm vaguely f- familiar with that. Okay.
1: So Star Wars: The Clone Wars, um, to my understanding, was this animated series that ran. Um, technically uh, from 2008 to 2020, uh, but the kind of main gist of it was from 2008 to 2014. Um, And it's set during the prequel trilogy. So if you're familiar with Hayden Christensen, with The Phantom Menace, uh, with, you know, like Natalie Portman, like that kind of um, addition to the Star Wars canon, it's set in that kind of time period. And in Season 6, Episode 12, um, the title is Destiny, uh, we are kind of brought to this Sith homeworld. And instead of being called Korriban, as it was in you know previous iterations, it was called Moribon without any really? kind of... That's really interesting. Yeah, without any okay. kind of change. Uh, they were like, this is the name. And it kind of confused a lot of fans because people were like thinking...
0: Oh, shouldn't that be a K?
1: No, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, people, yeah, yeah. people were just like, oh, is this like a different homeworld? Is this another name for the same planet are sure. they going to say Corban later on sure. like maybe this is a persia iran or like
0: maybe it's a <laughs> maybe it's a dream sequence yeah or like an alternate universe or something exactly yeah, very, very, like very sci-fi sort of explanations
1: right exactly so people were like oh okay sure um and you know it it, it kind of came to light later on when it, you know in interviews george lucas straight up was like the name has been changed. Like, we're not going to call it Korriban anymore. Okay. So...
0: Did he explain why? Or is he just like, you know, unilateral decision here. It's a M now, not a okay.
1: K. So the name Korriban and the world was actually first established in the comic book, um, Tales of the Jedi, uh, Golden Age of the Sith. This was um, published in 1996, and sure. it was written by, um, for- forgive me if I mispronounce these names, Tom Um Weish and Kevin J. Anderson. Sure. Uh and the reason why George Lucas changed the name to Moraband. Um well is it
0: with a D as well? It's or? with a
1: D, Moraband. Oh, that's
0: really interesting. Yeah, so yeah, It's like a completely different name. Yeah. Okay. So
1: so Coraband, sorry, listeners, is spelled K-O-R-R-I-B-A-N, and it was completely changed to M-O-R-A-B-A-N-D. So it's a different name entirely. Moraband. Moraband. Oh, really, yeah. Okay. So, one, Moraband, because it sounds um, similar to Moraband, if you know that word. Um, it's an English word. Yeah. Um, it's an adjective meaning a person at the point of death. Right? And okay. you, know, you get sure. the vibes, right? And the primary reason um, that George Lucas gave was because corban sounded too much like Coruscant, um, which... <laughs> okay. <laughs> If so, you're drunk and high. Yeah, man, very. Did. So, um, for for uh, people who don't know, um, who aren't like the biggest fan of Star Wars, Coruscant is um, this really important planet in the sure. universe. Um, it's the imperial city, it's the center of um, the Galactic Empire, uh, it, it houses the Senate for people who are big yeah, fans very, of the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Okay, so um, Coruscant comes from the English word um, coruscant, I,
0: I think I meaning saw,
1: glittering, right? So
0: Coruscant was always like a really fascinating planet to mm-hmm. me, only because you know, you know, when, when you get into sci-fi, and I think for a lot of people that get into sci-fi... You get into sci-fi not so much specifically for one storyline or anything like that, but for the imagination involved in some of the creative elements of it, right? And I think one one of the things that really blew my mind with Coruscant was this idea that this entire planet was one giant city, right? So there's no, you know, there's no green spaces. You know, you can actually, you know, the idea behind Coruscant is you actually never can really touch the like planet itself, yeah. right? Because it's just this like metal layer upon layer upon layer. So, you know. I, I don't know too much about Coruscant itself or its history and that, but I do know like the, the sort of big important thing about it, besides it being like this like capital city sort of capital world, whatever, right? Is that you know it was just this one giant city of layer upon layers of dwellings and businesses and yeah, you know, all of this kind of stuff. Which yeah. is what always really fascinated me about that concept. And right.
1: doing some additional research. Apparently, you know, one year is three hundred and sixty five days. And the primary inhabitants are humans, right? So the kind of implication is that this is like an earthly kind yes, of setting, sure, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Anyways, like I, I thought it was wonderful. A lot of people were obviously absolutely enamored by, um, by Coruscant. Sure. And this is kind of why. L- lucas was like i want this kind of i don't want i don't want there to be any confusion about the sith home world and this very very important city you know set of center stage in the canon of the star wars universe in the 10
0: years that i have been into sort of star wars or sort of, yeah. well maybe even 15 years now because i think i probably played night went probably 15 years ago <laughs> I can honestly say it never even remotely crossed my mind that Korriban might be, like, similar to Coruscant. Yeah,
1: and you know what? You are not alone. Because when the name was changed without any kind of uh, preview or explanation, Mm -hmm. right? And when Lucas came out with that kind of explanation, being like, oh, I don't want people to be, like, mixed up by it, there were a lot of fans that were kind of pissed off because they were like, you don't trust us to, like, yeah recognize difference in spellings I, and like cure the difference yeah
0: i i i think like you know like that's a very i think that's dumbing down your audience even even and bear in mind like the clone wars was targeted at like 12 year olds right like whether you like it or not and i know there's a lot of people are like, adults who watch the clone wars and stuff like that but it was ultimately targeted at like 11 year olds, 12 year olds, 13 year olds, you know, the new generation. Exactly. Style but
1: the thing is, the thing they're is. They're not dumb, though. They're not dumb. And you know what? The th- thing is, they introduced it in The Clone Wars, right? Sure. And they have carried on with it ever since. So it's That's not really just. Bad. Yeah, it's not just in this animated series for, okay. you know, children, quote unquote, right? Sure. Which I think is kind of condescending. Sure. But um, Lucas has straight up been like, no, we are actually going to assume this new name entirely. That's right. Um, So, this is what I found on Reddit, because the kind of, you know, sentiment that you're expressing right now um, is not singular. Okay, (laughs) found some (laughs) funny stuff. There was this wonderful comment being like, okay, well, if Lucas is so concerned about, you know, the kind of, you know, auditory similarities, then maybe... Star Wars shouldn't have come up with names like Tatooine and Dantooine. Yeah,
0: no, exactly. <laughs> or, right. you know, Alderaan and Onderon, yeah.
1: right? Like, there's, yeah. you know, there's a lot of these kinds of similarities. But
0: I thought that was kind of the point. Yeah, right? exactly. Was this idea that etymology was still a concept, right? Like, yeah. Like, you know, you've got, like, Tooine is, is, like a, is a thing, right? Yeah.
1: And then there was this other um, comment that basically said, I hate the, quote, watchers will be confused line. End quote, and this you know comment that was basically like people need to stop treating viewers like we're absolute idiots and just passive absorbers It's a, it's a very nineties approach
0: to television, yeah. right? Of like this ultra exposition.
1: Yeah, uh, but that being said, there were a couple of you know fans that were like on board with it, or or just kind of tried yeah, to explain course, it, right? right yeah. So so one kind of explanation was. Um, you know don't worry about it this is just kind of a new age of the planet you know um there are people who call the area known as iran persia right sure. or or I, there I, or there are people who call istanbul constantinople or constantinople well, Istanbul. I can't this not, anymore. Anymore. Well, not anymore not anymore but, but it's, it holds that kind no, of you does, know, it
0: does hold some value there right because obviously yeah. like i think you'll find and you know this is the thing that i think makes notes of the old republic as a game and, and i will I will nerd out a little bit here because I think this is really powerful. Right? So No Still Republic, as you know, was released in 2001, 2002, 2003. That kind of area, right? Early 2000s, right? Um, and it was sort of released around the same time as the second stroke third film of the Star Wars sort of new trilogy, right? The second, the middle trilogy, I guess now. Mm-hmm. But it was set 3,000 years in the past. And I think that really gave the writers of the game a lot of breathing space over how they created the worlds that they were in, right? So I do think there's definitely some merit in saying, oh, well, your know, names do change over time. Uh, and, and you know even to the extent of like, it's a very similar name, but not the same name, right?
1: Yeah. Well, in any case, I think the reason why people were kind of irked wasn't that this planet had more than one name. Right? Because, okay, you know, that's, I think, easy to swallow for any kind of fan. I think it was more so because this was a decision that George Lucas made and was like, we're going to stick with it. And going forward, any content that's referring to the Sith homeworld, we're going to stick with and that. And very
0: unilateral, particularly when they feel yeah. ownership over this universe. Exactly.
1: Man. And for a very kind of um demeaning reason. So, this kind of, you know, regardless of pro or anti, you know, Korriban, pro or anti Moribund, um, the question is more so, do we accept George Lucas as this omnipotent creator and, you know, sure. storyteller sure. of Star Wars, right? I'm going to bring up one more example of where Lucas kind of wielded this um, authoritative decision-making like. um, that is sort of tangentially related to this this um, controversy. So, have you heard of... Um, han shot first yeah
0: i i i'm i'm familiar with the con like i don't remember exactly what the controversy was but it's sort of in the very first movie where the like green alien sits down opposite him he's like oh hand shot first or or or, or what's the name of the green alien you must know it's yeah it's grido grido yeah. okay thank you grido um I, I don't know. I don't know if we're not fans that like. Oh, we want Han to a shot first, or we want Greedo to a shot. I don't know what
1: it was. Okay, well, I'm about to get into it. Okay. So, George Lucas, right? Besides this, you know, Corbin Morbin kind of decision, which I have to admit is, is very small in the kinds of uh, grievances that fans kind of have, with, have George <laughs> with George Lucas, right? He's known for making these very soloistic um, kinds of choices that leave fans kind yeah. of surprised and happy. The most recent controversy, I don't know if this is Lucas entirely, maybe more so just Star Wars in general, is, is the Finn kind of controversy, sure. right? Um, and then way earlier on, several decades ago, is the Han shot first um, controversy. Basically, in the original film, Han Solo is, you know, sitting there. He's the smuggler. He's this kind of anti-hero character, right? Um, Harrison Ford. And he's confronted by um, this uh, Rodian kind of insect, green guy, uh, bounty hunter named Greedo. And the moment kind of Greedo enters, they have these kinds of, like, quippy exchanges, and then Han shoots Greedo dead. And in um, in the original, he shoots first, like that. In the 1997 edition, um, Greedo shoots first, which misses. then misses, which then prompts Hans to shoot in self-defense. So basically, you know, Star Wars is known for these weird, really controversial and radical edits between editions and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason why they, uh, Luke specifically ordered that, like, they change it to make, um, Han's shoot in self-defense is because he was like oh there's no way that Han would be a cold-blooded killer there's no way that like he would have shot that Earth makes sense to me, and yeah. and Lucas calls um Han Solo a John Wayne kind of cowboy character who is quote-unquote ultimately a good guy um so there is no way that he would have just shot this um so why did he edit un- it like
0: that to begin with well
1: yeah okay so fans had this very very mixed reaction they they absolutely hated um this I'm, I'm to, the point, to the to this point, to the to the point where they had like a lot of shirts and fan merch that was basically like Han shot first, and like I hate this and stuff like that. Because and the reason the fans really hated it was because they believed that Han was this anti-hero who made a lot of these kinds of, like, controversial decisions, who then later on in the story proper got to go through this kind of character development and become more of a hero. And so by making him this kind of naturally, like, you know, um, guy with a chip on his shoulder, but with who, who was ultimately a good guy and good guy only, it kind of cheapened the effect of this kind of development. Sure. Um, and, you know... It, you know, like Lucas's defense was there's no way Hans is a cold blooded killer. So I'm, I'm going to edit it to make sure there's no no uh, way it could be misread. Sure. Right? I think this is just a really funny quote from Lucas. This is in a 2004 interview, and I think it sums up well. Because he's like, fuck oh, Lucas's kind of mindset to, you know, the Han shot first uh, controversy to maybe the Finn controversy and maybe the Korriban controversy. In 2004, in an interview, um, Lucas writes, or says, uh, to me, the original doesn't really exist anymore. I'm sorry you saw half a completed film and fell in love with it, but I wanted to be the way I wanted to be, (laughs) right? (laughs) Which is, like, I think a really rich quote, a really rich line, because he's basically saying, you know, when A New Hope first came out, it wasn't really a completed film like to my standards. Phoned I phoned it in. Like, I didn't. I wasn't happy by it. So I'm going to make all the changes I want later on. And, like, you're going to have to just accept it. And I want it to be the way that I want it to be. In, in fairness,
0: what I will say, and I, I will briefly defend Lucas on this one, is that you've got to really think about what was happening at the time A New Hope was produced, right? Because no one had really done this before. No one had really sat down and gone, we're going to go a thousand years into the future or whatever, right? It was not really, you know, it's, it's this entirely different world, this entire different universe.
1: I mean, isn't it a long time ago in a well, galaxy yeah, yeah, far away? Right?
0: But the, the, what I'm trying to say is no one really had done this really weird mythological, like, we're going to create an entire universe kind of thing, right? And so I think, you know, with A, lo- with a New Hope, there was this really big risk within, like, The studio within the distribution, with all of these sort of like companies that had stakes in it, going like, "Oh my God, this could be a massive flop. We could all get like fired for this. Like Lucas could be permanently out of Hollywood for this." You know, all of these kind of and
1: and bear in mind, Lucas before Star Wars, um, you know, came out with like a couple of films that were kind of poor, like. Well, mediocre
0: no. in, in, in fairness he did do american graffiti mm-hmm. and american graffiti is probably a better film mm. <laughs> well and <laughs> new doesn't. hope initially
1: and new hope was also like mixed reviews like it was also a little bit like yeah
0: of course uh, of course but i mean i think i think lucas has this natural pulse on fan desire because he does create cult films but i think the only way you create cult films of these really weird characters and not not in your films, but as a, as a person, right? Being a weird character who's like, I'm going to just do it like this. You only yeah. have to look at, like, Zack Snyder's, like, twenty four, like 2021 review of, like, Justice League, right? Like, it's like a four-hour-long, like, biblical-like movie. Yeah. I think Zack Snyder's a bloody awful director. <laughs> I've seen Army of the Dead or whatever his new, like, yeah, zombie of film garbages. Right, like... But ultimately, right, like, you know, he's this really, like, quirky, like, I've got I've got to have total control over this. I'm going to put, yeah. like, all of these extra scenes in that like, never made into the first room because Joss Whedon came in and was like, this is not going to hit cinemas and no one's going to go and see a four-hour movie and sit through it. Yeah.
1: And, yeah. you know, in any case, like, I think the Han shot first and the, you know, Korriban kind mm-hmm. of changes. Um they kind of just serve to articulate my larger concern Mm. and argument about Mm. authors who are, you know, very well-known and powerful and, you know, agential and authoritative um, who are still alive and are able to, you know, conduct interviews and give their thoughts and how that works with creators like Tom Baish or um, Kevin, a like, you know, What's his name? Kevin A. Anderson, yes, right? Yeah. Like these other authors who are not George Lucas, but who participate in the universe that Lucas sure, has started and sure. who has like made these planets and given them titles and then to have them changed because More the old ult- yeah actually and, the and to have the ultimate author go, I don't like that because it sounds too similar and fans might be confused, which is also a bit of a kick in the teeth, right? Yeah. I I think it's interesting that in a lot of um, science fiction, especially, I think you get these types of authors who really try to, like, wield a decent amount of control. Mm-hmm. And and then I think that's also partly why you get a lot of, like, fan fiction and a lot of, like, other, like, fan contributions. Because, you know, fans, like, love to love things, but, but they also don't want to be treated like idiots and children well, they and, want to
0: be equal part well they don't want to be equal partners but yeah. they do want to be substantial partners exactly in that creative and process. and they
1: also don't want to be caught by surprise by mm. a change that was made for their own good right yeah. like there's something really and kind strange of an about arbitrary that. one as well yeah yeah. yeah 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 and i can imagine for fans who are who who love you know knights of the old republic or who love the original like who love the comic book series or who just you know um, dedicated time to learning about the different planets, especially the Sith homeworld, right, which is, you know, like, if you know, if you're a fan of, like, the bad guys or whatever, maybe that's really important, to to then hear maybe tangentially through an animated series that the kind of world that they know is entirely different now. And,
0: and it's a substantial rewrite for something that appears in one episode. Exactly. It's very <laughs> you know, strange, isn't it? Like, exactly. Like, um, I don't know. I, I think... I think this is a really interesting question. I think this is a really interesting question from, and for me personally, a legal perspective, right? Uh, Because with a lot of what I do, a lot of it's around authorship and ownership, right? Mm -hmm. You know, at what point does my work cease to be my work, right? Um, You know, I think think for me, I'm very pro-authors' rights, right? Mm -hmm. Like, ultimately you have to be able to wield a degree of power over the works that you created. Do I think that there's a level of responsibility involved in that? 100%, of course, right? Like, I think that arbitrary changes like this, and particularly unilateral changes that show very little, if any, respect to sort of fans or contributors. Or or, smaller authors. Or smaller authors who are using your sort of creative
1: universe palette think, yeah like, exactly like a color
0: palette right? yeah to sort of like paint their own stories do disturb a bit of agency within themselves but it's difficult because ultimately any agency you give to a smaller artist you take away from the artist that created it right yeah. um so i don't know I'm, yeah. I'm i'm difficult i i find the name rename
1: strange unnecessary yeah. and
0: confusing i don't know as i'd take to reddit to complain about it um yeah i'm not, the, the, I'm not that strongly yeah well this the is the thing it's, I it's i'll probably just keep calling it a cora ban anyway because i yeah, can't be bothered exactly to there's a name. lot of
1: folks who are like that and you know this question does actually come up a lot on both reddit and cora like people who are like not so much angry as just kind of confused because you know there's a lot of people who are fans of like knights of the old republic for instance who like yeah. later revisited the star wars series like yeah. later like yeah. other iterations yeah. have been like what what is this place like yeah. where did korriban go well, why does this
0: feel exactly like korriban well, this is but the thing not this korriban. is the thing a
1: lot of people are like is there another sith homeworld that i wasn't yeah. familiar with and then you know there were other contributors that were like no, it kind of got retconned into being called, like, Maravant. Yeah. So I think that's what I just wanted to bring up. This, this idea that, like, you know, the ultimate author can just make this snap judgment and it's like well i guess we're gonna go with that now
0: obviously you say this but now that disney owns pretty much all of it they've got an entire team pretty much dedicated just to cleaning up all of these controversies there you go i don't know if you're familiar with this obviously but they do have like a full-time like canon team now
1: well maybe we can post a little bit about that on our social media sites or something like that it's it's very very interesting especially with a universe this like big and fleshed out i
0: don't i i think it's gobsmacking how big Star Wars actually is, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, we talk about Knights of the Old Republic, but I'm even thinking about, like, for example, the Old Republic, right? Which is the not the sequel, but the second sequel to Knights of the Old Republic. It's a, this massive online multiplayer game, and Brown is a planet in that game too. Yeah. And presumably, they never retconned that because. No. Yeah. They probably didn't rewrite. Cause, they don't but, rec-
1: Yeah, they don't like kind of go yeah. back to like manually just yeah. fix things up. But
0: that's really that's really interesting to me because obviously it means that even now there are sort of games that are online and being like provided as, a, as like a service, right? Not yeah. as like you know, not something that I think it's the thing with like Knights no, of the Republic, right? It's very hard to go back and change a game that's twenty years yeah. old, right? Yeah. Um, but a game that's actively being developed, on the other hand is very different right? yeah
1: and you know for who for hardcore fans of star wars if like you know other instances where more is used and stuff let us know right like maybe we're maybe we're getting this wrong and you know feel free to <laughs> correct us as it were um i'm fine with that um but you know this concludes my presentation i was just yeah. really interested in this one instance i connected it a little bit to han shot first and just wanted to speak about um okay. authorial uh control and, and and the Star Wars universe and the canon.
0: Do you want to provide any sort of final closing words?
1: Um, no. That's about mm. it. <laughs> well, Keeping it cash.
0: I am going to award you a PhD in um, canon maintenance from the Skywalker Ranch in California. All
1: right. What's the Star Wars?
0: That, you you know that George Lucas actually owns an entire ranch in like the Napa Valley, right? That's hilarious. I do ranch. not know that.
1: That's hilarious.
0: Um, you know because it this, this is this massive place, right? This let's Skywalker because he turned it into like his own film studio, his own house. He's got a vineyard. It's everything, right? But it's home to Industrial Lighting and Magic, or ILM, oh. which is probably the biggest, or for a very long time, one of the biggest special effects studios anywhere in the world and pretty much if you've seen any major movie with special effects in in the past 30 40 years it was probably done by ilm
1: i did not know that that's
0: where a lot of george lucas's money comes from is not even star wars but actually the technology that emerged from star wars Very so nice. for example jurassic park huh. or ilm sure um, I think you'll find Aliens was all ILM I'm, I'm sure someone's going to write in and be like yeah really it's not so so yeah blah, okay blah, blah, blah. all right I'm going to stop there yeah I'm going to cut my losses um, but actually no and, and one other thing I will say so I don't know if you're familiar have you ever seen the THX stuff that comes at the start of the yeah, movies
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah so THX is a, is a sound studio yeah. that was also founded by George Lucas and it's called THX because it's based on an earlier movie he did called thx i want to say one one five six hang on
1: can i just say listeners just watch your ears is this the is thx one the like, one that goes Ahh.
0: yeah and no, then it explodes yeah, right? yeah okay yeah um and, and thx is actually a movie it's like this like dystopian movie in the future where people are like fed by like tubes and stuff yeah. and have no emotion stuff Whatever. but it's like a, another seminal george lucas peter you have in mind like had George Lucas not made Star Wars, he was on track to be, like, a Kubrick, a, uh, like, uh, Hitchcock, a kind of, you know, one of these directors that does a lot of different sort of, like, thing. And I think really Star, Star Wars sort of, like, sidetracked that into, like, this, like, what do you recognise, George Lucas? said did you George Lucas you think? Star
1: Wars.
0: 100%. Anyway. Digression over. I- I've nerded out for you. And I've really appreciated your talk on Coroband, and, and Moribund. Oh, uh, uh, there you go there you go um let us wrap up uh thank you again for listening if you want to follow us on twitter or facebook you can go to
1: so for twitter at living viva um living without the g and for facebook living la viva voce
0: and of course, if you've enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed any of our episodes, or hopefully you've enjoyed all of our episodes, yeah. hit that subscribe button Please on do. any major service, whether you're listening to us on you know Apple Podcasts, whether you're listening to us on Google Podcasts, you know, whatever you're listening to us on, you know, just go, oh, um, you know, Google, can you subscribe to this podcast for me? And, and you know, Google will sort that out for you, or Alexa will sort that out for you, it doesn't matter, you know, they'll all they'll all do it for you um
1: and i have to give you your word
0: oh yes i'm excited what is my word for next week
1: your word for next week j-k-l right l it L. l- it is going to be uh limoncello
0: <laughs> l- limoncello yeah you're gonna have to write that down for me all right this, okay? will do um anyway i have been adam
1: i've been meg
0: and you have been listening to live in La viva vote show
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.